Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to Talks with Tatiana. On today's episode, I'm going to be giving my outlook on the injustices towards Black people in America and the Black Lives Matter movement. I would first like to remember the names of a few victims that we've lost to police brutality and also the name of victims that we've lost to unjust murders. Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Rayshard Brooks, Botham Jean, Trayvon Martin, Sandra Bland, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, and the countless other lives that were taken continue to say their names. Now I would like to get into what Generation Z, also known as Gen Z, has been doing lately during the times that we're facing. So I want to start with a quote that Barack Obama recently stated. He said, America has always changed because young people dare to hope. If your generation sprints into action, it will still be true of America's future. I believe that that is very true. Our generation is the future, and I'm so proud to see so many people in Generation Z organizing protests, using their social media platforms to fight for change, which is really amazing because I know that a huge misconception is that our generation always uses too much social media and not for the good things, which sometimes that is very true. But I feel like we're now using it for something very positive. We're spreading awareness. And I just think that's really amazing, the turnaround that we're having right now. We're also coming together to just solve injustice and we're signing petitions and we're donating and we're just doing everything in our power that we can do. We are the driving force of change and I am very proud of us. I also do appreciate the older generations and even all the other countries that have joined this fight with us. Like, we've had many protests before, but this time is very different. Now we are having people from all walks of life coming together and we are really just staying persistent. We've accomplished a lot as well by using our voices, um, including getting Breonna Taylor's law passed, which put the ban on no-knock warrants. I mean, I personally feel like that law should have been passed a long time ago, but progress is progress. Um, and even though we are making progress, at the same time, I feel like the government definitely needs to do more and take more action instead of like the trivial stuff, like the cops hugging black people at protests and stuff. That's all nice and everything and amazing, but we definitely need something that's more permanent for our people because, you know, the cops hugging black people and stuff, that's not really something that's permanent and driving for the complete change and turnaround that we need during this time. So now that I have addressed the positives of my generation, I just really want to vent about some major problems that like, not only specifically some people in Gen Z have done, but this also goes to the older generations too. So first of all, there are a lot of people that need to work on being aware of what they post on the internet because it's going to stay there forever, even when you think it's been deleted. And people's true ignorance have been showing from the celebrities all the way to the average Joe. It's like been ridiculous. 
For example, like there have been a lot of people on like TikTok, like mocking the movement and just all types of stuff has been coming out. People on Facebook, Instagram, just ranting in the most disrespectful way possible. And it just really baffles me how people are willing to lose their jobs, lose their schooling opportunities and all that just to vocally show hatred and racism. Because I know that other people are seeing others get fired and others getting their acceptances rescinded, but they still keep posting pure ignorance. And then that's how I know things have gotten bad, when people would rather lose everything that they have, every opportunity that has ever came to them, just so they can freely spew the hate that they have towards Black people. It's It doesn't sit right with me. I just don't understand why people are so willing to just give up everything to just vocally state how much they hate this and how much they hate that about this movement. It's not like that's no. And there was even a girl that was coming to my school, the University of Florida, in the fall and she made some racist and threatening comments. And many of us students, we literally came together to email admissions until they rescinded her acceptance. Like we were pushing the gas pedal very hard for that because the things that she said, which I will not get into, but it was it wasn't okay. And it was very distasteful for her to even say something like that about black people. And although it took the University of Florida a while to finally rescind her acceptance, I am glad that they did what was right. And I know that this has been happening in like other colleges and other jobs as well. And I just feel like people are truly just letting their color, their true colors show at this point. I couldn't imagine honestly having so much hate in my heart that I'm willing to lose all my opportunities in life due to it. Like I just, nothing is ever worth me losing the opportunities that were given to me. So. Um, and I'm, I'm just really tired of fake apologies because I believe these people that are making such disrespectful statements are fully aware that they're doing it. And I feel like they're just apologizing simply because they got caught. I feel like had it not been addressed or put out in the public, there would be no apologies. So these apologies that are being given are very fake and rehearsed to me, so. And it's just time for people to start calling their friends out and instead of making excuses for them, they need to tell them that they are wrong and they need to go educate themselves. And then another thing that has been making my blood completely boil every time I see it is when someone responds to Black Lives Matter with All Lives Matter. Let's get technical here for a minute. Let's just get technical. So the dictionary definition for the word all means whole, everyone, the complete number. So please tell me how all lives matter when black lives are treated like we're just bottom of the barrel. So until black people are allowed to have the same freedoms as other races and not get judged by our skin color alone, then it will still be black lives matter. There have been several people who have made it clear that all lives matter, but black lives aren't being treated fairly, which is why we keep saying black lives matter too. So we should be included in the all lives matter, but we're not right now. That's why we are saying black lives matter. 
you can't say all but not include every race in your all lives matter debate like that just is very hypocritical and it is very contradicting and it's the amount of ignorance that people are showcasing that's really just beyond me and i just believe some people are just choosing not to get it because they want this issue to revolve around them so bad we have even like broken it down with several different analogies like i know one of the analogies that i um seen was um like if you go to a breast cancer awareness event and you scream all cancers matter or the analogy that people were saying about if a, a, a house is burning in a neighborhood and you're telling the firefighters, but all houses matter, even though your house isn't the one in danger or on fire right now. So with all these different analogies that are given to you and you're still excusing it and saying, oh, that's not the same, I know, like, I just feel like there's no way some people are this incompetent to not understand why we keep saying Black Lives Matter. And also just to give some context behind the Black Lives Matter movement. So of course the Black community, we've been fighting for ourselves for a very long time. But the actual hashtag Black Lives Matter was started in 20, or yeah, in 2013 by three Black women. And it was started in 2013 after Trayvon Martin's killer was found not guilty for unjustly murdering him. They were inspired to start this movement from other Black movements such as the Civil Rights Movement and the Black Power Movement. And its purpose was, and still, is pushing towards going against violence and systematic racism towards Black people. So again, the statement and hashtag Black Lives Matter still stands and very rightfully so. And then I also want to say this, although I do agree that if you're not black, you should use your voice to help fight for us during these unjust times. But I also do believe that if you know that what you have to say is ignorant, if you know what you have to say is not acceptable and insensitive, if you know you truly don't care or if you simply don't know what to say, I would personally rather you not say anything at all because then at that point you're going to completely ruin your own reputation and I would rather you be honest with yourself than to act fake woke for my culture. However, I do believe that, you know, simply sharing ways to help and spreading information on the subject matter and signing and sharing petitions, it's very helpful. Even if you like can't figure out your own personal statement to say, I feel like simply doing those things, you know, it, it takes nothing to hit the share button. So, um, and then also just acknowledging your privilege and know that you know, we as black people, we're not trying to say that you don't go through hardships. Every single human being goes through trials and tribulations. However, white people do not have to go through discrimination and trying times specifically due to their skin color. There's That's where the issue really comes in at for us. So like, and even when it comes to just trying times as far as having to have that sit down conversation with your parents about okay this is what you should do 
if the police pulls you over don't reach over and all these different talks that we have to have that does not happen in white households some white people didn't even know that that was a conversation that we had to have before i went off to college my parents literally they sat down with me and they said this is what you need to do if you get pulled over by the police we literally had to put my like registration and everything in like a ziploc bag in my glove department so then that way if i were to ever get pulled over you know i won't i'll have like maybe a maybe a slightly less risk of getting shot or something for reaching over too long instead i can just pull out the ziploc bag and hand them the entire ziploc bag and whatever they need they can just pull it out themselves and i feel like not every race has to go through those things not every race has to learn those things but we do so i feel like acknowledging your privilege and realizing i don't have to go through these things i don't have to have these hard conversations that's that's as simple as that we're not saying that you don't go through things you do every human does but we go through things differently because of our race and that's all so yes we all the human race go through things but there is most definitely a thing called white privilege that needs to be checked because they will never have to worry about the color of their skin costing them their life or costing them opportunities that they wanted. Also, um, I can't really speak on behalf of the entire African American community when I say this, but I'm saying from my perspective that I am okay with being asked questions about the black culture. I've had a few non-black friends ask me about things on black culture. For example, I have three roommates, all of whom are not black. And one day I was about to leave our apartment to get my hair done. And I, <laughs> I said, I'll be back. I have to get my hair uninstalled. Now, if you're not a black woman and you hear someone say they're about to get their hair uninstalled, you're going to be very confused. And so um, I nicely asked, so they nicely asked, um, what do you mean by uninstalled? And I just gave them a brief explanation that when weave is sewed in or like glued into your hair, that you have to eventually get it taken out, which sometimes people refer to it as getting it uninstalled. And I wasn't going to make a big fuss out of that and tell them to look it up or anything. I truly appreciate it that they asked me appropriately and actually wanted to know what that meant. Now, my roommates are enlightened on that part of black culture. So if they ever have any other black friends that say that, they'll know now because I enlightened them on that. And I didn't mind doing that for them because of the way that they approach the situation. Now again, I can't speak for every black person, but I personally don't mind answering those questions because I'd rather you discuss it with me and approach it in the proper manner than for you to slip up and say something ignorant that will cost us our friendship. And I also would like, but I would also though, um, like for my non-black friends to go out and educate themselves as well. Um, there are many online resources out there, but if you want to know how to be a better friend to me, then I don't mind answering a few questions, you know, such as what does it mean to install or uninstall a weave? Like, I don't mind answering that. Um, <clears throat> and another thing, I also really don't appreciate the people that are making Black Lives Matter just a trend for themselves and not actually caring. 
If you're gonna post about Black Lives Matter, actually mean it, don't do it because you think it's just cute, it's a cute trend, just to make you look woke. We as the Black community, we're already very tired, we're already very angry that we even have to scream Black Lives Matter because that should be a given since we supposedly live in a free and equal country anyway. So the last thing we need is for people of other races to just take our movement and use it as a trend to slap or not only use it as a trend, but even use it as a way to try to slap their All Lives Matter agenda on it. I've been seeing a lot of white influencers um, pretending like they are at protests or trying to help people, but they've been exposed on video and people have been showing them that they're literally standing out there at protests and stuff for five seconds and like taking a photo and posting on Instagram with the hashtag Black Lives Matter and then go home. Please do not use Black Lives Matter as your trend because it is sad that we have already had all these years that we've been fighting for our lives. So do not mock us like that. Like that's not okay. And it's wonderful that you can go out to your protest and take pictures and, you know, slap a Black Lives Matter hashtag on it and you get to go on with your day. But at the end of the day, we as Black people, we don't get to just take off our skin and be like, okay, like we're done for the day being Black. Like we don't. So just if you're going to do something like that, just I'd rather you not and not be fake woke during these times because it's not appreciated at all. And it's not only just the supposedly influencers as they're called, like the social media influencers, but even companies as well have just been trying to like make statements to save face. Now, some companies I do believe like they were genuine, but there are some companies that I feel like are just no, not genuine like in any way, shape or form. Like for example, um, there's this show on MTV where many of the cast members have said something controversial. But the thing with MTV is they only choose to fire a person based on if it fits their agenda. So there recently, there was this girl who was on the show and she started dating a biracial man. And the man shared a child with a black woman, so their child is mostly black. And whenever the black woman found out this man had now moved on to date a white woman, she had an issue with it because a few years ago she made some very hateful and racist tweets. Now, mind you, this white woman was called out on it last season of the show, which aired in 2019, but MTV still allowed her to be on the show and even gave her more airtime this past season that premiered in 2020. So MTV was even like, um, they were even gonna give her a show like not a show but like her own like little like special episode um because she just had a baby um and so they were gonna like air a special of her having to give birth during a pandemic and they also gave her a lot more airtime this past season too so i'm just like now i mtv wait until we're in this racial climate to decide to fire this white woman and pull the plug on their special episode. But my thing is, MTV has been known about this. She's, they've been known about these comments that she's made and she's even been 
you know, a part of the storyline. Like she used like these racist comments when she was confronted about them. They used that as a part of the storyline. And so now that it fits y'all agenda, now y'all want to fire her? That should have been done. And she was even on another show on MTV where she spit on a black woman and said racial slurs to her, but I don't think the racial slurs part was premiered. I think that was kind of like the um, behind the scenes take, but um, still like she spit on her and you could just tell like the hatred in her eyes when she did that towards this black woman and black people in general. So MTV Ben knew what kind of person she was and now they want to save face. And I just feel like I can see right through their agenda and I feel like several other people can see right through their agenda too. So they really need to save it for someone else cause that, no, that's not okay. And now this white woman who was fired from the show, she's been trying to deflect and saying she was young, but she understands now because she has a biracial daughter and baby father. But I don't believe like that sympathy at all because she was about like 19 when she tweeted those racist messages. So at this point, you're old enough to educate yourself and unlearn hate that was taught to you and to know what is okay and what is not okay to post on the internet. I'm 19 and I most definitely am well aware of what I can and cannot post on social media because I know my brand that I want for myself. So I just feel like that whole I wasn't in the rights, but no, like you knew you were 19 It you were an adult. And then also I found out through different, like in the comment sections and stuff on MTV that her, that the special episode that they did for her, even though they pulled the plug on it in the United States, it still aired in other countries. So they have to stop being fake woke about the situation because the least they could have did was pull it from the entire franchise worldwide. Like why is it only pulled from the US if it represents the entire MTV brand? Then we have like the ABC network, which are also bandwagoners because they now all of a sudden they've decided to make the first Black Bachelor. Now, let me tell y'all, this series has been going on for 18 years. Now, all of a sudden y'all want to make the first Black Bachelor? Once again, it fits their agenda and they're trying to save face because last time I checked when they were looking for candidates to be The Bachelor, not one black person was taken into consideration until now. We have companies even like Band-Aid who have been around since 1920 and an entire century later, y'all want to make Band-Aids that match the complexion of black people? Really? A whole century later, y'all decide, you know what? Maybe we should make some more inclusive Band-Aids. Starbucks even made a statement about banning the use of Black Lives Matter gear. But after receiving a bunch of like criticism, now they're trying to take back their stance on Black Lives Matter. And then we also have like the Aunt Jemima company changing their name and logo after admitting it was based on a racist stereotype. Now y'all, Aunt Jemima has been out since 1889. So please tell me how it took this company 131 years to be like, you know what? This product is racist. 
it shouldn't take a whole bunch of black people being killed left and right unjustly for companies and people of other races to realize that they should have been more inclusive. The Black Lives Matter movement was established in 2013. Why does it take seven years later for companies to want to care? And black lives have been treated unjustly in general for hundreds of years. Now these companies care? Black people are more than just a trend. We are literally fighting for our life and our rights. So if you are a non-black person and you really want to care, actually mean it, actually help. Don't do it just to make yourself look good. Be intentional with your actions. I also hate that there are still groups of people trying to defend racist comments by saying that we're infringing on their first amendment rights my main question for that is why is it infringing on first amendment rights when it comes to a white person saying a hate speech but when it comes to black people utilizing their first amendment rights to petition and protest it's a problem the excuse of saying we shouldn't protest because of rioters is not even acceptable because a lot of the rioters and looters have been shown on video and stuff to have been white and they're trying to make it look like black people are doing it now some black people are but we're not doing all of it and you know we can't categorize all of that together because the protesters are protesting and, ex and exercising their first amendment rights and looters are looting and thieves are stealing so don't mix it all together into one category and then it speaks so much volume to me that there are people that are more vocal about the lootings than the actual unjust murders and then also if we again want to get technical here brianna taylor's fourth amendment rights were infringed upon because she was literally sleeping in the comfort of her own house when the police came in and shot her to death the fourth amendment states and i'm quoting this right out of the constitution the right of the people to be secure in their persons houses papers and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause the police did not have probable cause because the real suspect they were looking for was already in custody so if you're going to talk about amendments make sure you know all of them and apply them to everybody and although hate speech is technically legal it is um legal under freedom of speech it still doesn't make it okay and then also like freedom of speech does not equal freedom of consequence and judgment so again you can't say all lives matter when you only care about the rights of white people and then even if you don't care about race it's just about having human decency at this point it really is and I've just seen people attempting their best way to pull religion and the constitution and amendments and all these other issues into place to make Black Lives Matter irrelevant. I'm just going to say this. People need to stop turning a macro issue into micro ones and stop passing so much judgment. Let people live their lives, no matter their religion, sexual orientation, race, age, gender, none of that. It is either like their life to live it's their life to live and their story to tell not yours 
The Black Lives Matter movement is one macro issue that is against the violence and systematic racism that is disproportionately thrown at Black people. We are literally fighting for human rights. So we need to stop cherry picking micro issues and focus on the bigger picture here, which is fighting for change and justice because Black people deserve to live freely without fearing for our lives just because we have more pigment in our skin. This movement is not the time for people to slap their own agenda on here at all. So, you know, cause we quite frankly don't care about your agenda. It's not about you. A micro issue that people keep bringing up with George Floyd and other police brutality deaths is their past. And some people keep saying stuff like, well, George Floyd is no hero. He did this, he did that. Nothing from his past has nothing to do with justifying the way he died. No one's past should define or justify them getting unfairly murdered on camera by the people who swore under oath to protect all citizens. We would all be in some very like deep trouble if the things we did in our past qualified us to be murdered. There are just seriously like some jobs though where we don't have room for bad apples. So I really hate that phrase of, oh, not all police are bad, it's just a few bad apples. Being in the field of law enforcement, medical field, teachers, like those type of careers, your sole purpose is to help others. And by you hating another person simply because y'all skin complexion doesn't match is not acceptable. I mean, Really no job, including retail or working in an office or anything should have a racist person working, but racist people are going to work regardless. But more specifically, people who have the lives of other people in their hands should consider another job outside of law enforcement and the medical field and the teaching field and stuff, because that's very dangerous to be working in a field um, where you're more willing to let a person of color die or a person of color suffer and not get the same opportunities than a white person. Like that's just not morally right and it's not fair at all. And then another micro issue some white people continue to make is by saying, well, if they would have complied, they wouldn't have been killed. Now I know y'all have seen several instances of us complying and we're still getting killed. Black people will literally have their hands fully up in the air and still get attacked. Breonna Taylor, again, was literally sleeping when the police killed her. Botham Jean was sitting on his couch eating ice cream in his own living room when an officer just barged in and killed him. Trayvon Martin was just walking back to the store, walking back from the store with Skittles and tea and was still mauled down. Black people comply, and sometimes they aren't even given the chance to comply before being killed. So we need to cut that narrative immediately about not complying. And then also, like, I, I feel like I don't hear a lot of people saying this, but rather a person complies or not, the first thing you should do is not shoot. Like, I know that the training does not say, oh, if, a person doesn't comply at that point just shoot them that i i just really doubt that that's like what you were taught and if it was y'all need to redo your training processes that is why officers have tasers i've seen countless videos of white people spitting at officers trying to stab them and everything and officers still manage to give them a rather like peaceful arrest 
why can't black people get that same treatment? We still don't know. We're still trying to figure that out. And then like just discrimination in general, like it just really angers me because skin color and personality do not correlate. Gender and personality do not correlate. Sexual orientation and personality do not correlate. For example, um, I'm gonna give y'all a math problem and math is not really my best subject, but I do know a little something. So, you know, in school, most of us learned about independent and dependent variables, right? So to correlate means something has to depend on the other thing. So a math example that I would give is like a company charges $10 an hour to rent a table. The total cost of the service depends on the length of time you rent the table. The cost of service correlates with the length of time. So I say this to say a person's heart and true intentions and personality comes from within and does not correlate or have absolutely anything to do with a person's skin color, sexual orientation, gender, or anything else. Who you are and how you treat people should always matter more than your physical features and lifestyle choices. So that's what I have to say for that. And then I also want to address this. Yes, police brutality happens to white people as well, but I don't feel like it's really fair to say that simply because statistically there are more white people in America. Therefore, stats would show more police brutality towards whites only because there happens to be more of them in this country. So let me break that down. So, for example, let me use like the states. So Texas is one of the biggest states in the U.S. It is 268,597 square miles with a population of like about 29 million people. And the smallest state in the U.S. is Rhode Island with a population of roughly about 1 million something people and it's about 1,212 square miles. Do you guys not see the tremendous difference in those numbers? So that's just like somebody being like, well, there's more crimes in Texas than in Rhode Island. Um, I mean, of course there is. And of course it would seem that way because one state is significantly larger and has significantly more people in it. So therefore it's incomparable and it wouldn't be fair for Texas to say something like that like they have more issues or crimes because of course they would, their population is bigger, but that doesn't minimize the issues and crimes that Rhode Island has just because they aren't on a bigger platform. And you know, once again, that's just an example, not any hate on Texas or Rhode Island, but yeah. And then my thing is, if you as a white person feel like white people go through just as much police brutality, you should want to be vocal about police brutality too then. You should be on the front lines with us instead of sitting back complaining and wanting the world to be revolved around you. And then also, like, it's very unlikely for a white person to suffer from police brutality because they are white. If a white person is beaten or killed by the police, it is because of something such as shooting an officer to a point where an officer would need to do self-defense. Whereas like a black person can get sh beaten or shot by the police for simply reaching to grab for their car registration paperwork. 
there is no way that we can ignore that racial discrimination is going on in the justice system because if a white man which the anniversary recently passed for the charleston um the charleston nine which is the church the black church that was shot up if that white man can go into a black church shoot several people in there for absolutely no reason and then the police shows up arrest him in a peaceful way gives him a bulletproof vest and takes him to burger king but then a black man goes into a store with a supposedly $20 counterfeit bill and he gets killed? Like, what, is, what does that say about the justice system? Like, and then also there was even a recent article about this young woman who had got stabbed and the person who stabbed her, um, he was a white man, he only got 18 months. Like, that's it. The system is like really broken. It, it is completely broken. And then this one really gets to me. So um, many of you have probably heard, but Lori Loughlin, um, she's mainly known for her character as being like Aunt Becky on Full House. She paid and lied for her kids to get in college. And they only, she only got like two months in prison, but then I've seen an article about this black woman named Tanya McDowell and she got 12 years in prison for sending her son to an elementary school that was outside of their school zone while they were homeless. And then she was convicted of first degree larceny for supposedly stealing an education. So, I, and people can say that it's because Lori has money, but I don't feel like that's it. I feel like that's people's way of deflecting from the real problem. Because money or not, the system would rather hear a white woman cry about her wanting children, wanting her children to have like a better education than hearing a black woman cry about that same situation. So, and that story, like it really affects me because going through college applications it is a very draining and stressful process. So it just doesn't sit right with me that Lori got away with like a slap on the wrist for doing something like that. Because for the people who actually worked so hard to get into college like that, no, that's completely ridiculous. And I don't know like how the court system like can handle those two different cases so differently and this is just like a few out of very many court cases that have been handled very differently due to race and that just speaks so much volume to me like even when it comes to like protesting with like the peaceful protest for black lives matter the police felt the need to use tear gas and rubber bullets but when white protesters literally go inside of a whole state capitol building with guns to protest stay at home orders the police just stood there the system is like absolutely beyond corrupt and also like just seeing these stories coming out about black people being found hung in trees it's like just disheartening man like it is too much to be just a coincidence the way history is repeating itself is act is actually like really petrifying and it it honestly just feels so surreal i don't 
think like any of us could have imagined that the year 2020 was going to be this heavy and this intense. Like all generations, we have to do better during this climate change that we're going through, like the current climate that we're facing. And we need to realize that everyone, including Black lives, deserves to be treated like a human being. Gen Z, it is our duty and responsibility to keep pushing forth the change because we are the future. Now, to end off with some motivation, because I know that was a lot to take in, I just want to say, um, first, as many of you know or seen, um, the Motivation Monday quote of the week was one that I personally wrote. And just as a reminder, the quote stated, you are brave and powerful. You are who you choose to be, not the story someone else tried to write for you. This quote means that despite what you go through and face in this world, you are still brave and you still have power. Do not absolutely ever let anyone else grab the pen to write your story. Be your own author, even when people want to demolish your story. We got this. And most of all, you got this. Keep writing your story. Don't put that pen down. Keep going. And then also, Mental health is so important to me, especially with me dealing with having anxiety and stuff like mental health is so, so, so important to me. And in the midst of like this unfortunate corruption that we're facing, I encourage everyone to just take at least a few minutes out of your everyday routine to just go outside with no phone, no social media, nothing, and just take in your surroundings. Be present in the moment. Get some fresh air and sunlight. And like maybe even do like some stretching exercises just to relax your body and just allow yourself to disconnect from social media for just at least a portion of your day so your mind doesn't get too cluttered. And then also like a common mistake that a lot of us tend to make is waking up and immediately looking through social media. Now's the perfect time to really practice waking up and unplugging from social media. The morning is the best time to like mentally gather yourself because it's the start of your day. So instead of waking up and getting lost into social media, like try to spend some of your morning doing something that actually feeds your mind, body, and soul. Try a few minutes of meditation or yoga, or like even just simply enjoying some breakfast, man, like while listening to your favorite music or watching your favorite show or movie like happy things um and just each morning choose to unplug from social media and just plug into life while you have it and i know we are in a very um very mentally trying times so please take your mental state seriously and take care of yourself and just know that you are not in this alone I also want to just point out that I know sometimes mentally and physically everyone can't attend protests, but please go out and vote, sign petitions, donate, continue sharing resources, and most of all, just support the ones around you as we are all going through this together. Continue to advocate and use your voice to fight for change in the Black community. But 
please y'all we have to stop judging others if they want if they choose to use their social media to post themselves for one day or whatever the case may be it's okay to take a break it's actually healthy to take a to take a break People are helping in different ways, some behind closed doors, some publicly, some, um, like some are just helping in a multitude of different ways. So don't judge if you don't know. And with that being said, I will be posting a link for multiple ways to help during this time. That is it for part one of my Black Lives Matter series. Make sure to check out part two. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at TalksWithTatiana underscore, on Facebook at TalksWithTatiana, and on Twitter, TalkWithTatiana without the S after talk. Turn on your post notifications and please leave ratings, reviews, and share with your friends. Until next time, remember, stay open, stay kind, and keep fighting the good fight. Thank you.